Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Tonight we're going to be speaking from John chapter 10. John chapter 10. This is Jesus. Um, he's talking to um, disciples. He's, he's preaching in um, the temple. And he is uh, speaking about something that a lot of times we get confused about. But he's talking about how he is our good shepherd. Or he talks about how he is our shepherd. And so we're picking up tonight in John um, chapter uh, 10, verse 3. If you're there, say, thank you, Jesus. All right, we're good to go. It says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice. Everybody say voice. And come to him. He calls his own sheep by name. Man, God knows your name. If there's anybody who needs that quick word of encouragement, let me say God knows your name. I, there's been times in my life where I felt like nobody knew my name, but I knew God knows my name. He knows, he knows me from the inside out. God calls his sheep by name and it says, and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. Everybody say voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run for him because they don't know his voice. And one more time, everybody say voice. If y'all are catching on, we're talking about God's voice tonight. We're talking about the voice of the shepherd. We're talking about how do we recognize his voice. Because if there's something that is so frustrating, is trying to figure out if this God, is this man, is this my emotions. Man, a lot of times we can be lost, but God's voice is meant to give us direction. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, Let's pray over service. Father, we thank you for gathering us tonight. We thank you, God, that we're here, Father, to learn more about you, learn more about your spirit, to grow closer to your son. Father, it's just you and I right now. It's, God, right now, this this begin to pour out your spirit onto your church. Father, right now, let's begin to individually begin to encourage people with your spirit. Because, Father, in this moment, we have the opportunity to grow closer to you. So, Father, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. We thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders taking place. We thank you for walls coming down. We thank you for insecurities being decimated, God, because we are going to go closer to your spirit and grow more in our identity. And, Father, help the Houston Astros, God. I think they're playing on Friday. In the name of Jesus. And everybody says, amen. And come on, give Jesus a hand clap in this place. So in, in John chapter 10, Jesus is, is comparing himself as a shepherd, uh, which a shepherd is, is a very recognizable uh, occupation of the time. Um, so when he was comparing himself as a shepherd, it was, it was well known in the minds of the people. It was a very recognizable um, you know, job, and people, everybody knew the responsibilities of a shepherd. And so he's comparing himself that way, and he starts talking about the voice of the shepherd. Now, the voice of the shepherd was very important to the sheep, um, for numbers of reasons that we will go through, but um, one of the reasons is because sometimes um, different sheep will, will, from different flocks would graze among the same grass, and so they would come together and get mixed up, and they would get um, confused. And so the only way to separate the sheep was for the shepherd to call them out and for them to know their voice. And so the, the, the sheep who know the shepherd, their shepherd's voice would go to that shepherd. But if a sheep didn't know his shepherd's voice, they would either get lost or they would end up with a stranger. So it was very important um, for uh, the sheep to know the voice of his shepherd. And so what, very quickly what we're going to go through is 
at the beginning of, of tonight is that we're going to go through three things that the shepherd's voice did and provided for their sheep real quickly. And this is in paradox with a shepherd and the sheep. The first thing that a shepherd's voice provided for the sheep is that it provided correction to his sheep. So whenever a, a sheep or lamb was going in the wrong direction or was going in dangerous territory, the, the shepherd would call out and, and they would actually name their sheep. Like, you know how we name dogs? They would name their sheep, okay? And so they, they would call them out by, by what they named them and, and, and because they were trying to correct them from danger. And one of the tools that the shepherds has is, is as we all know, David and Goliath, they had a sling. And um, usually what they would use the sling for wasn't just for um, trying to uh, uh, scare away uh, wolves or bears, but they would actually, if they're calling out that sheep who needs correction and they're not listening, they would actually get their sling and pop it with a rock to get its attention. Like, has God ever popped you with a rock sometimes in this place? Like, you need the correction. You're not listening to his voice. So he goes, clean. I mean, I've been in that many times. But one of the ways is correction. The second thing is direction. The shepherd's voice provided direction for the sheep, that whenever it was time to move on to the next field, whenever it was time to, to go back home, his voice is what gave them direction. And then the third thing is protection. The shepherd's voice uh, would protect them not only by giving them guidance and direction, but his voice would, would be the ones that would, would scare off predators, that would scare off wolves, that if he saw um, a wolf in the vicinity, he would, his voice would warn the sheep that they were in danger to, to come together. And so the voice of the shepherd was very important to the sheep. And so when Jesus was calling himself the good shepherd and calling us his sheep, what he was saying is, you better know my voice. What he was saying is, if you're going to be my sheep, and if in the same way that Jesus is our good shepherd, we are, right, we are his sheep. So if we are his sheep, then we have to recognize his voice. Because if we don't, he wants to provide protection and direction and correction, just like how shepherds were their sheep. But if we don't know his voice, if we can't recognize the voice of the good shepherd, we're going to end up lost, or we're going to end up with a, str a stranger's voice, or we're going to end up in places um, that God never intended us to go. So God's voice is so important, but God's voice is also so powerful. Uh, God's voice, he spoke the universe into existence. Um, God uh, spoke creation into existence. Everything you see around you was spoken into existence by the voice of God. And by just a little bit of dust and the, the breath of, his, of, of God, he created us. He created humanity. So the same voice that spoke heaven and earth into creation wants to speak to you tonight. He, he wants to speak to you individually. You see, we serve a God who wants to communicate with us. The heaven and earth was created by a voice from the voice of God. And that same God, he wants to speak to us. If there's anybody in the building tonight, because sometimes we talk about the voice of God, everybody gets a little, uh, you know, everybody like, like, you know, sometimes it can be like, you know, I don't know, like I've heard weird, weird things about that. I heard like God wants to speak to you personally. God wants to communicate with you. God wants to communicate with you so badly. Like, like as much as you think you want to communicate with God, God wants to communicate with you. We were created for relationship. And the key of relationship is communication. God wants to communicate with you. And I think that's so awesome because not, see, Jesus doesn't want to just be known as, as some distant entity who came into your life for a second of salvation. No, he wants to go with you every step 
of the way. He wants to make sure every decision you make, you're getting direction from him. He wants to make sure that his voice is for you. See, Jesus, he wants to communicate with us. Scripture says that we are a friend of God, right? We are, if we're friends, he wants to communicate with us. That's not just gibberish. That is the truth. God wants to communicate with you. The same voice that spoke life into existence, that same voice wants to speak to us, which I think is so awesome. But see, God's voice is so powerful, but I, I really believe that the voice of God is the most important variable of our life. Like, God's voice is the most important variable. Like, God's voice could be the difference between you choosing the right spouse and the wrong spouse. God's voice is the difference between you, you picking the right occupation and the wrong occupation. Like, if you're making decisions today without first getting God's direction, can I say that's how regret is produced? Like, God's voice is the difference between you living a life of regrets and you live in a life in the right state with God. It's all about his voice. It's the most important thing. I can't, I can't speak to, to you enough. Like what I want to communicate right now is for us to all understand how important the voice of God is. We can't be um, sons and daughters of God without speaking to the Father. We have to know how important his voice is. It's powerful. It's, it's the most important thing. It's, a, it's the most important commodity we could ever have. It's the voice of God, the voice of our heavenly Father. It's so important. Not only is God's voice the most important variable, but God's voice is what gives us vision for our lives. Like, God's voice is what tells you what your purpose is, tells you where you're going, tells you what he is creating for you. If you don't hear God's voice, you're never going to step into his vision. If you don't hear God's voice, you'll never see his vision for your life come into fruition because God's voice is what gives you vision. You might be in here tonight, and you might be uncertain about tomorrow, but can I say, if you listen to God's voice, he'll make you confident about tomorrow. He'll tell you how you have a purpose and a plan. He'll tell you, hey, no, look, I do have something in store for you. No, look, I haven't forgotten about you. No, you're my son and daughter. No, I'm your good shepherd. If you just listen to my voice. God's voice is so important. God's voice is the most important variable in our life. So here's, we have two goals for tonight. We have two goals for tonight. The first goal is for us to differentiate the difference between God's voice and man's voice. Because let me tell you something, not everything you hear is God, okay? And the second thing is that we want to turn up the volume of God's voice in our life. Because what I was communicating with you all is that God is constantly trying to talk to us, constantly. But sometimes we are looking in the wrong areas or we have God turned down so low and the world turned up so high that even if, in, if God, like, we aren't listening, we want to turn God's voice, his volume up tonight. So are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Y'all expecting for tonight? Y'all ready to hear from God? I'm excited about tonight because this could be the most important message, God's voice. I mean, it's so important to the life of the believer. Point number one for tonight of how to turn up the volume is that we need to make God's voice familiar. We need to make God's voice familiar in this place. What I mean, um, like how can you even listen to God if you don't even know what he sounds like? How can you understand God if you don't, if you don't even are familiar with his voice? Like example is this. You remember when you were a kid in the grocery store and you lost your parents and you're freaking out? And you're looking everywhere, and there's chaos, there's sound, there's noise, but all of a sudden you hear a familiar voice out of the chaos, and right away you say, I know that voice. 
and you turn around and you see your parents and they're probably upset at you. And then, but do you find comfort because that is a familiar voice in all the chaos. That is the same way God's voice has to be to us. It has to be that familiar voice. Then in the midst of the panic, in the midst of the chaos, I say, oh, whoa, whoa, I hear that peaceful voice. Whoa, 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 I hear God. I know everybody's saying one thing, but I hear that familiar voice telling me that everything's going to be okay, that I have everything under control, that don't worry. As long as you put your trust into, uh, onto me, I'm going to take care of you. That is the voice we have to be familiar with. There are a couple ways to do this. It's going to be very practical tonight, but I believe um, it's going to help a lot of people. So how do we get familiar with the voice of God? Well, the main thing is that you got to read his word. you got to spend time in the word of God. God's word is God's voice. God's word is God's voice. That if you don't read God's word, you will never recognize his voice. The word of God is always going to line up with the voice of God. So you have to fill yourself up with God's word. The more you read, the more you study, you know what you're doing? You are literally studying the voice of God, the character of God. You're beginning to see how he speaks, how he operates, the things he does. You begin to begin to recognize the pattern of God's character. You begin to recognize the goodness and the grace. The more you read God's word, the louder his voice will become in your head. If we read the word of God, if we stay in the, in the Bible, I'm telling you, you will familiar yourself um, with what he's trying to say. See, there's been times when someone would come up to me. And they'll be like, I mean, God feels so distant right now. I don't hear his voice. I don't hear his leading. I don't, I don't know where he's taking me. I'm saying, okay, well, well, make sure you pray. Make sure you read the Bible. It's like, oh, I, I don't need to do that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay, let me slow you down here. You're skipping a couple steps. You won't ever hear God if you don't spend time in his word. If you keep his word distant, his voice will always be low. His voice will always be muted. But if you keep his word close to you. All of a sudden, his voice will become louder in your spirit. All of a sudden, you begin to see, you begin to hear, and God's voice won't, won't be a guess anymore. You're going to know with a, without a shadow of a doubt that that is God speaking to you. We have to stay in his word. Um, the next thing is that we've got to read his word, but we also got to spend time with him. God is very, see, God, we, sometimes we make it too complicated. God wants to have a relationship with you. How do you have a relationship with somebody? You spend time with them. Begin, you begin to be familiar with them. You begin to have conversations with them. You begin to, to spend time in each other's presence. God's the same way. You want to make his voice familiar? Begin to spend time in his presence. Begin to, in, in times of worship, in times of prayer, begin to have a conversation with him. Begin to, begin to pray. Begin to have that unction in your spirit. Just begin to spend time in his presence. And I'm telling you, you'll begin to hear the voice of God. You begin to feel that unction on the inside of you. You begin to begin to build that relationship just like with anybody else. The more you spend time with them, the more you recognize their voice, the more you know their character. God is the same way. God has a character. God wants has a voice in your life. God wants to spend time with you. Are you hearing me tonight? But here's the thing with God when you're spending time with God and when we pray to God. Don't just pray to God, talk to God. Don't just pray to What I mean by that is that people will be like, um, well, God, I'm going on a date with so-and-so, uh, so bless this date. Um, you know, just let everything go smoothly. Um, thank you, Jesus. Or what you could do is say, God, should I go on a date with so-and-so? 
and wait for a response. Conversation. Don't just pray about it. Talk about it. By prayer, see, so a lot of times we just begin to think it's a, a monologue. No, it's a dialogue. God wants to talk to you. And I'm telling you, if you do that, God might just say, oh, you want to go on a date with so-and-so? No. She's bad for you. She's not good for you. And you begin to save you from different things. God wants to do that with you. But we can't just pray. We've got to, be, we've got to talk to God about it. We've got to have a conversation with him. If you're saying, you know, Caleb, that sounds weird. God's going to respond. Yes, he will respond. You will be surprised what will happen when you give God the opportunity to respond. When you say, God, I don't know what to do. What should I do, Father? I'm praying about this. God will speak to you. The creator of heaven and earth will begin to pour into you and give you direction for your life. Why? Because you are his sheep, and he's our good shepherd. He's never going to leave us uh, in the dark. He's never going to purposely not speak for us. God wants to speak to us. The next thing um, is that we have to value God's voice. We have to value God's voice. God's voice is the most um, valuable gift that I believe that a believer has. You know, we have salvation, but when we become a believer, God's voice is, is so valuable. It's the most precious commodity. It's the voice of God. We, and so in that way, we have to respond like it's valuable. We have to make sure we're good stewards of God's voice. If God speaks to you and you're not a good steward, don't be surprised if he stops speaking. Because he can't trust you with something so valuable. God's voice is valuable. And you have to treat it as such. One of the ways we can do that is that when God speaks to you, write it down. Very simple. But write it down. Take note of it. Because if the creator of heaven and earth speaks to you, it's worth writing down. It's worth taking notes. It's worth just taking a voice memo and say, I just felt in my spirit God said, no, I am going to be able to pay my bills this month, or no, I am going to be able to do that. Write it down. The worst thing we can do is for God to speak to us, for God to give us some kind of revelation, and for us to say, wow, that's awesome, God, and go back on with our day. And in like a few hours later, like, oh, what did God say? I can't remember. Like, no, we got to be good stewards of the voice of God. We have to value his voice. So write it down. Take note. When you're in your prayer time and you begin to hear God say something to you, write it down. Keep a special journal. You will be surprised what happens when you become a good steward of his voice. You will be surprised what happens in your life when you begin to value his voice. You want God to speak to you? Value his voice. Don't treat it as casual. Don't treat it as, as something that happens. No, make it valuable in your life. And God will say, no, okay, I can trust you with my voice because I see that you value it. I see you're a good steward of it. Write down the things he says. Next thing, um, I believe this is the greatest way to show value to God's voice is to obey his voice. We got to be obedient to his voice. One of the worst things or the, one of the, the, the loudest ways we can communicate to God that we don't care about his voice is for him to say something and us to not do it. For him to give us direction and say, okay, God, that's cool. I'll consider it. I'll put that, you know, I'll take, you know, no to that. No, when God speaks to that, when God speaks to us, we have to obey it. That's how we show we value it. When God says something to us, we should jump to our feet and say, God, I'm not looking anywhere else. I hear what you're saying. I'll follow it. That's how we show that God is, is valuable in our life. His voice is valuable. We obey it. One time, I remember, I thought I had, you know, in Bible college, I thought I had everything under control. I thought, oh, I'm really getting good at this God stuff. 
You know, I thought I was getting really good. Like, man, I, you know, I know what's God. I know what's not. Da, 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 da. And we're in this service, and there began to, you know, the Holy Spirit began to move. And, and I would say, hey, God, you know, use me. I was you know, praying for people. And God highlighted this person, this, uh, this really big um, Latino guy. He was like 6'6". I mean, tattoos everywhere. And, I'm, and then God was like, hey, go pray for him. I said, God, are you crazy? Like, he's in the back looking like he's ready to, like, hit somebody if they approach him. Like, I ain't, I ain't praying. Like, God, like, no, like, he's not even, he doesn't even look like he's ready to receive. Like, look at all these people at the front, God. They should receive my prayer, not this guy. And so I thought I knew the voice of God. And so I went on what I was doing, and I looked back. And it still, it still hurts me to this day. I looked back, and I saw somebody who obeyed God's voice, was praying for this guy. And he was on his knees crying and crying and crying. And then five minutes later, he had these weapons in his pocket. He took them out and he put them on the altar because somebody obeyed his voice. And it broke my heart and I felt conviction in my spirit. I said, God, I'm never going to disobey you again. But that taught me a valuable lesson. If that I don't listen to God, somebody else will. If I don't listen to God, God's going to say, okay, I'm going on to the next person. Okay, see, somebody needs help. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to use somebody else. We got to value God's voice. We got to be obedient to his voice. And the next thing is this to value God's voice is don't keep it to yourself. Let me explain. Matthew 10 27 says this What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the from the housetops for all to hear. When God speaks something to you, it's important enough to share. It is important enough to share. Now, let me hold a lot of religious people. I said share, right, not shove, okay? <laughs> share, not shove. So I'm not saying when God gives you this special revelation, don't go up to somebody and say, look what God did to me, and then he's going to do Like, if it's God, and if he gave that to you, he will create an opportunity for you to share it. And it's good enough for you to share. There's been moments in my life when God spoke something to me, and I wrote it down. And then the next day, somebody came up to me with the same exact problem I had. I said, oh, look, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I was struggling the same thing you're struggling with. But God told me this. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. You have opportunities to share God's word, what God's voice said to you. So share it. Don't keep it to yourself. If God wants to, if the creator of heaven and earth says something to you, it's worthy enough to share Make sure it's led by the Holy Spirit. Next thing is this. So we got to make God's voice familiar in our life. We have to value God's voice in our life. And the next thing is this, because a lot of people struggle, um, especially in the early walks with, with, with God. I know I did. We struggled with what is God, what is me, and what is man? What is God? What is me? What is man? Because when I first really started this life with Jesus, I was like, everything's God. Man, I see, like, you know, like, if I see and I'm driving and that light turns green and this, oh, I should do that. Like, I thought everything was God. But what's me? What's God? What's man? Next thing is that we have to verify God's voice. We have to verify God's voice. Not every voice you hear or goosebump you feel is God. 
Now, every, sometimes it's just our emotions. Sometimes, sometimes it's just because we had um, a bad Mexican dinner, okay? Not everything we feel in here is God. And so we have to understand that. So what do you mean by verify God's voice? It says in Scripture how to do it. The first one is how to verify God's voice is through wise counsel. Everybody say wise counsel. I feel like wise counsel is like a lame term nowadays. Wise counsel. We don't have to make every decision on our own. That's why God has placed people in our lives. Wise counsel. Um, Proverbs 19.20 says this, to listen to um, counsel and receive instruction is a good thing, that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel is what will stand. So what is God saying there? Not every plan that you have is God's plan, but that's why you have wise counsel. Now, I'm not saying to go to, uh, you know, little brother who doesn't know anything, but I'm saying going to somebody who loves God and loves you and say, look, I feel like this is something that God wants me to do. Uh, what do you feel? Or what, what, what do you feel in prayer? Begin to bring it to him, and don't bring, it, don't bring wise counsel in a way of just trying them to confirm what you feel, but do it actually saying, I'm trying to seek God's will right now. And I want to make sure I don't miss it. I want to make sure that this isn't just me or Taco Bell. I want to make sure that this is God. And seek wise counsel. He will do it. There's, that's why there's pastors. That's why there's ministers. And that's why there's elders. There's so many good people in this church. I, I know that anytime I make a decision, I know the wise counsel I'm going to go to. I know who I'm going to ask. I know that I'm not too uh, strong to think, oh, I know God's will all on my own. No, I need wise counsel in my life. Ask someone. Ask someone who you know has a strong relationship with God. Ask someone who has your best intentions in mind. Ask them, and they will give you the correct counsel. There's been, there's been a lot of times in my life where I thought I knew the will of God, and then I talked to pastors or, or I talked to, uh, you know, my parents, and I realized, okay, I'm glad I got wise counsel because I would have been really messed up. I might have been somewhere, you know, out of country because I thought that's where God was thinking. No, wise Counsel, wise counsel will save you a lot of regret. The next thing is this, is that God's voice will never contradict his word. How do we verify God's voice? Does it line up with his word? There will never come a time or instance where God's voice will neglect or contradict his word. There will never come a time. Now, you could be like, well, Pastor CJ, I have a new revelation that doesn't come in. No, 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 no. It's not from God. If it doesn't line up with this word, it's not from God. I know there's been a, uh, one time I had someone come up to me and was like, man, you know, um, God says he's love, and he says to love everybody, and I love my girlfriend, so we're just going to go take the next step because we love each other. I'm like, look, 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 that's not the voice of God, okay? Go read the Bible. It doesn't line up with that. God's word will never contradict his voice. That's why we have to keep his word so close. We keep, the closer we keep his word, the louder his voice becomes. We've got to keep it close to our hearts. That's just how we're able to know what is left, what is right, and what direction we need to take. God's voice is so important. God's voice is so important. Before I close tonight, I want to make sure that this sinks in, is that the voice of God is the most valuable thing you have in your life. Don't make another decision. I don't care um, how small you think it is or how big you think it is. God wants to go step by step with you in your life. Now, I'm not saying every time, every meal, but every time you say, God, man, I need to seek God's face, seek God's face on that decision. God, I need to hear what you're saying. Make sure you hear what God is saying on that decision because that is how you will know and live a life that God wants you to live is by his voice, by his voice. God's voice is what gives us direction. There will never be a, a, a way or, or time that God will 
give you a direction without first speaking to you about it. Like, if you're going to go in God's will, it's going to be by his voice. It's not going to be by man's voice. It's not going to be by your voice. It's going to be by God's voice. So make sure God's voice, how, how do we verify his voice? Seek wise counsel and go to the word of God. Go to the word of God. There's so many doctrines, so many different things, and so how go back to the word of God, right? The flower fades, the grass withers, but the word of God stands forever. Amen? Amen? Stand with me tonight as I'm closing. I'm going to close with this scripture, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. This is Elijah. He, uh, he, he just saw um, God strike his offering with fire and um, prove himself to the nation of Israel. But because of circumstances of humanity, he gets striked with depression and fear, and he runs away, and, and he, he really needs to hear God's voice. Have you ever been in a moment where you need to hear God's voice? Like, I've been moments in my life where I felt lost, I felt directionless, but I'm like, God, man, I don't know what to do. But then that, that unction on inside me said, hey, you need to go see God right now. Before you take this step tomorrow, before you make that say, you need to see God's face right now. And so in 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah, he needs to hear from God. He, he needs that voice. He needs that comfort from the shepherd. In verse 11, it says, this is God speaking to him. He says, go out. And stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Especially the days that we live in, life can feel like that. Earthquakes on one side, fires on the other, strong winds in front of you. You don't know what, you, you want, just want to know that voice from God. You just want to make sure that you're hearing the correct direction. You want to make sure that you're taking the right path. You want to make sure, God, I need to hear from you right now. I'm lost. I'm, God, I want to hear from you right now. I'm about to make a decision that's going to affect my future. God, I need to hear your voice. And it seems like the world's throwing all these things at you. You're listening to these podcasts. Or you're seeing all these websites. You're looking on Facebook and Instagram, all these voices. But it's the whisper that comes from God. I'm going to close with this. It's the closer we are to God the louder his voice becomes. The closer we are to God, the louder his voice becomes. Why does it seem that he speaks into a whisper? It's because he wants us close to him. He wants us just to be so close that his whisper drowns out the fires, that his whisper will drown out the earthquakes, that even his whisper, because we have him so close to us, it drowns out the winds. It drowns out the chaos of this world. It drowns out what all the naysayers are saying because we have him so close. Even his whisper seems so loud. That's the type of relationship God wants us to have. That's the type of relationship that we have to seek. That if the good shepherd says something as the sheep, I want to hear it. I don't want to be caught up with the stranger's voice. I don't want to be caught up with the world. I want to hear the voice of the good shepherd. There's people in this place tonight, and you're about to make a big decision. Can I tell you to hold up before you make it and seek the face of God? Can I tell you before you make that decision that you pray about it and talk to God about it? Because if you are truly a follower of God, what did Jesus say? My sheep know my voice. And if they're not my sheep, they won't know. 
We are his children. We know his voice. We have to seek his face. With every head bowed and eyes closed, I want to welcome the Holy Spirit right now to begin to speak. I want to welcome in the creator of heaven and earth into this atmosphere. He's been softening hearts. I felt it. He's been opening minds. I felt it throughout the sermon to become and get that clarity of saying, you know what? Maybe I can communicate with the Father. You know what? Maybe I can hear his voice. You know what? Maybe the voice of God isn't just for pastors here and or ministers. Maybe it is for you. And let me say it is for you. It's for everybody. Everybody who's accepted Jesus can hear the voice of the good shepherd. Holy Spirit, begin to give clarity right now in this moment. Holy Spirit, begin to give an unction. Begin to, your voice, begin to sprout out on the inside of us, God, that we begin to have the ears to listen. Let us turn into the right frequency. Let us turn up your volume, God. Let us drown out the noise. Let us drown out all these things that we feel overwhelmed with. God, let us not be overwhelmed by the world's voice or man's voice. Let's be overwhelmed by your whisper. Let's be overwhelmed by your unction. Let us know without the shadow of a doubt the direction. Let us know, God, what your voice is in our life. Father, we don't want to live a life of regret. We don't want to live a life of, man, I wish I would have prayed about that. Or, man, I wish I would have talked to God about that. But I want to live a life that looks back and say, I'm so glad I followed the voice of the shepherd. I'm so glad I turned in an ear to the Holy Spirit about this. Because God was began to give direction and protection and correction in the ways that only he can. So Father, begin to speak. Begin to communicate. Father, begin to give us direction in our lives. Let us not leave this place still feeling lost. Let us not leave this place still feeling like we don't have a direction or a purpose on our lives. But God, let us hear your voice tonight, even if it's for the first time in a long time, even if it's for the first time in forever. God, let your voice be spoken in this place tonight. Let your whisper be heard, God. Let the unction of your spirit be felt in this place, God. We don't want to leave this place without hearing from you, Father. Hear our good shepherd, God. Speak to us. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.